الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم واصبر نفسك مع الذين يدعون ربهم بالغداه والعشي يريدون وجهه ولا تعد عيناك ان عنهم تريد زينه الحياه الدنيا ولا تطع من اغفلنا قلبه عن ذكرنا واتبع هواه وكان امره فرطا وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يزال لسانك رطبا من ذكر الله او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected ulama ikram brothers and elders in many places in the quran sharif and in the ahadith there are the two states of insan that have been discussed in this one aspect and one perspective insan can only be the human being can only be in one of these two states there is no third state and repeatedly allah taala has emphasized upon us nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam has emphasized upon us to be in a particular state just to understand this before getting to what is being discussed without any comparison to allah tbaraka wa taala allah taala is beyond any resemblance and comparison to the creation when somebody has a great amount of love great great amount of compassion kindness so things which are of concern are repeatedly advised a parent has that very deep love and attachment for the child so you'll find that parent regularly repeatedly emphasizing something on the child things that will be of benefit to him things that will be a means of protection for him so this will be something repeatedly emphasized the child is leaving home parent wants to know that everything is in order have you taken your lunch for example why because the child mustn't stay hungry because that's something of concern to the parent make sure you keep all your money or your valuables etc concealed why because nobody must try to rob you perhaps they might hurt you in the process so these are things which would be repeatedly mentioned whatever is of great concern to that parent because that parent wants to protect the child from any harm make sure you don't join the wrong company make sure you don't stay close to certain things all these things are repeatedly emphasized out of love out of concern allah tbaraka wa taala who is beyond any resemblance and comparison to the creation allah taala is the creator but just to understand it from that same perspective out of that love that allah taala has for his creation and out of that mercy and compassion in man hadith sharif it is reported that that rahma and that mercy which allah taala wished to manifest on his makhluk allah taala's mercy is unlimited but that mercy which allah taala wished to manifest on his makhluk Allah Taala divided that into a hundred portions, and out of those hundred portions, 
99 portions Allah Ta'ala left it to display the mercy on the day of Tiamat. And one portion of that mercy was descended on earth. Whatever mercy and compassion is seen in any creation, the animal that shows mercy onto his young, that animal which will give its life to protect its young, that's what level of mercy is in that animal's heart. That mercy is also a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of this one portion that was descended on earth. And this is just that one bit of mercy that Allah Ta'ala has had decided to manifest on his makhluk. So can we imagine the compassion and mercy of Allah Ta'ala is beyond imagination. Allah Ta'ala's compassion and mercy is unlimited. And it is out of that unlimited mercy and compassion that Allah Ta'ala has, that Allah Ta'ala has repeatedly advised his bandas and his servants. And through Rasulullah Sallallahu has emphasized such many lessons. And among those lessons is this aspect that insan is either in one of two states, there isn't a third state. One is what is known as the state of zikr, the state of the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. And if a person is not in the state of the zikr and remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, then he automatically falls into the second category. Because there is no third state. And the second category is that he then becomes in a state of ghaflat. In a state of ghaflat means negligence, heedlessness, not being mindful of Allah Ta'ala, not being conscious of Allah Ta'ala. When a person becomes heedless, unmindful, he is not conscious anymore of Allah Ta'ala, then this becomes a very dangerous state. And when he remembers Allah Ta'ala, then this is something that is a very, very beloved state to Allah Ta'ala and takes him very close to Allah Ta'ala. Just to understand how important the state of zikr is and to what extent Allah Ta'ala loves this, and how Allah Ta'ala blesses those who stay far away from this ghaflat. There are certain situations which generally every insan becomes ghafil. Generally. person is deep into some other situation. So he is not consciously remembering Allah Ta'ala at that time. For example, person wakes up in the middle of the night. A person is fast asleep. At that time he doesn't know what's going on around him. And when he wakes up in the middle of the night, suddenly his sleep breaks or whatever. Or he wakes up at any time after he has slept for the night. For a short while he is sometimes not even fully orientated. He's sometimes not even sure where he is. Because he was dreaming the whole night that he is probably flying first class. He wakes up to find out that he is still in the same class. So whatever the point is, the thing is that at that time is a state of ghaflat. Now look at this aspect of zikr. Rasulullah in one hadith sharif says that Mamin Muslimin Yabitu ala zikrin wa taharatin. That a person who goes to sleep, a Muslim, he goes to sleep, but how he goes to sleep, what does he do before that? Number one, he goes to sleep in a state of taharat. He performs wudu. So he now goes to sleep in a state of wudu. And together with that, zikrin wa taharatin. One is a person goes to sleep in a state where he didn't remember Allah Ta'ala, he didn't even commit any haram, he just fell asleep. But worse than that is obviously, Allah forbid, 
that the time for sleep comes before that a person is involved in whatever haram. He's watching some haram, he's listening to some haram, he's engaged in some haram. That is a very, very far away situation. Nabi Islam is saying that this Muslim went to sleep, number one, in a state of taharat, in a state of wudu. And then he fell asleep, but before that he made the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. He remembered Allah Ta'ala. He recited the Muslim du'as. He made some istighfar. He was, his heart was engaged in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. And in this condition he finally then fell asleep. So he went to sleep not in a state of ghaflat. He didn't go to sleep in a state of unmindfulness. And now in his eyes open at some stage and he is now in that state when normally a person is in the ghaflat. But at that time he remembers Allah Ta'ala first. مِنَ اللَّيْلِ He just wakes up at night. When he wakes up what is the first thing? He remembers Allah Ta'ala, he remembers Allah Ta'ala in one hadith sharif of the riwayat of Tirmidhi sharif that he recites La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la lahul mulk wa lahul hamd wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir Subhanallah walhamdulillah wa la ilaha illallah wa allahu akbar The fourth kalima and the third kalima as we commonly know it And in one hadith is just general dhikr that is mentioned And then he asks Allah Ta'ala something He makes dua to Allah Ta'ala At that moment in time and normally when a person wakes up, he doesn't know where he is, he's not even fully orientated. But he was, he went to sleep in a state of zikr, at a time when many a person is ghafil, and in a state of heedlessness. And then when his eyes opened, his eyes opened, and he immediately remembers Allah Ta'ala. And then he asks of Allah Ta'ala. Abhi Islam says, Allah Ta'ala will grant him what he has asked. Because he has been in a state of zikr, he went to sleep in that state, he woke up in a state of zikr. He did not get ghafil. This is that importance and how great this is, that a person avoids this ghaflat. Allah Ta'ala loves this so much, that at that time, in that state, a person made the zikr and asked Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will grant him whatever he asked. So this is one hadith sharif that highlights this. Another hadith sharif, that a person goes into the marketplace, which is generally a place of ghaflat. Many things take place in the marketplace which take people far away from the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. There are so many things that happen there, people are involved in sometimes cheating and deceiving, sometimes it's the person deceiving the employer, deceiving the customer, sometimes it's the employee deceiving the employer by cheating on his time. There's sometimes some other deception carrying on, there's vulgar languages being spoken, there's so many lies that are taking place. And this is unfortunately the norm in many a place in the market. And in the midst of all this, this person who went to the marketplace, there's so many distractions, there's so many things that are taking him away or trying to draw him away from Allah wa Ta'ala. And in the midst of all that, he goes remembering Allah Ta'ala. What is this remembrance of Allah Ta'ala? One is the essence of remembrance is obedience. He is remembering Allah Ta'ala in action. His gaze is low. He is not looking at haram. He is not casting lustful glances around. His heart is engaged in Allah Ta'ala's remembrance. His tongue is also engaged in Allah Ta'ala's remembrance. So this person now, his tongue is engaged in the recitation of La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika the same fourth kalima that we recited earlier. Now, because this is in this environment of ghaflat, 
this environment of heedlessness where everything is drawing a person away from Allah Ta'ala and everything is distracting and in the midst of all that distraction in the midst of all that heedlessness where all around everything is taking him away from Allah Ta'ala he remembers Allah Ta'ala the reward of that Nabi Salaam mentioned in the Hadith Sharif each time he recites it it's a million rewards and وَمَحَا عَنْهُ أَلْفَ أَلْفَ سَيِّئَةٍ and Allah Ta'ala wipes out a million of his minor sins and raises his ranks a million times is this just for the recitation? No, it's not just for the recitation. And the Muhaddisin explained that these virtues, very great virtues that have been mentioned in the Ahadith, are applicable to the person who is obedient to Allah Ta'ala. These are applicable to the person who has got the foundation in place. The foundation of Iman and Amal Saliha are in place. Now he can build these Nawafil on it. So in any case, the point is that such great rewards, yes, the rewards are not just for the recitation alone, but for the recitation by means of remembering Allah Ta'ala in a place of ghaflat. He kept himself zakir, remembering Allah Ta'ala, when others were all ghafil. Now this is that extremely important aspect that has been emphasized in the Quran Sharif, emphasized in the ahadith, of being in the state of zikr and remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. So when this is so greatly important, what is the next step? We are insan, we are human beings and we get affected by things around us. A person is in an environment of zikr, then he gets affected by that. And when he is in an environment of ghaflat, he gets affected by that. And this is why Rasulullah has stated for us that أَحَبُّ الْبِلَادِ إِلَى اللَّهِ مَسَاجِدُهَا وَأَبْغَضُ الْبِلَادِ إِلَى اللَّهِ أَسْوَاقُهَا The most beloved of places to Allah Ta'ala are the masjids, the houses of Allah Ta'ala. And the most detected places on earth to Allah Ta'ala are the marketplaces. Now, what has been stated in the Hadith Sharif is the most beloved place is the masjid. The person walks into the masjid, he will see somebody making, performing salah. Might not even be salah time yet. There might be somebody there performing some nafil salah. That he's going to really see that person, he's going to make him conscious of salah itself. Somebody might be making tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, it will make him conscious of tilawat. He might see somebody with a tasbih in his hand, that will make him conscious of zikr. There might be some talim taking place, it will remind him about the knowledge of deen, how important that is, that I should be part of it too. There might be some imani muzakara and some reminder of the importance of building our iman, that obviously is taking him to the essence of everything. Merely being in the masjid has so many things that take him towards the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. And if nothing else, the masjid itself is a shi'ar, is a symbol of deen. Person stepping into the masjid knows he's stepping into the house of Allah Ta'ala. Already that's reminding him of Allah Ta'ala. Now this is the masjid. And this is the house of Allah Ta'ala. Therefore this is the most beloved thing to Allah Ta'ala that it reminds this banda of his about him. And the marketplace... Everything of the opposite. So when a person came in the masjid, he became affected by the environment of the masjid. It makes him zakir. Makes him conscious of Allah Ta'ala. The marketplace will do the opposite. And therefore in the Hadith Sharif, this is being mentioned, that the most detested of places. So now what is the logical thing? The logical thing is that a person tries to spend his time as much as possible in the masjid. The marketplace is also something that he will have to venture into for his needs. 
Somebody might have his business there. Somebody has to go to do his work there. Somebody's job and op- occupation is there, whatever it is. But he will now be very much conscious of this, that I'm entering the most detested of places. A person builds a house, so he builds a house, he spends his attention on building the rest of the house to detail, but in that house he has to have a bathroom also. He has to have a toilet as well. That too is a necessity. But that is something that nobody uses this space to relax. If somebody really does it, Allah knows. But normal human beings, this is not the space he goes to relax. This is not the place he goes to spend time. He goes out of genuine need. And as soon as that need is over, he's out. If something, if somebody goes there to relax, then that's something out of the norm, out of the ordinary. That's something probably requiring some kind of treatment maybe. So likewise, the marketplace is a place of need. Therefore, this is not stated in the Hadith Sharif that it's haram to go there. But yes, it's detested. Like it's not something that anybody looks forward to spending time in the toilet. So when a person has to venture into such a situation, how will he go? Especially in this time of the year, where this ghaflat out there is at its peak. And a person is being drawn to places of ghaflat. This is a time to become conscious of this. When a person goes to some space, some area, some environment, which is filled with ghaflat, which in every way is distracting a person. It is to be understood like a person out of sheer necessity has to go to some place where there is some severe danger. Maybe the danger might be for his health. There's some gas leak and the whole place is now filled with this gas. There are times when these kind of things have happened. Thousands of people lost their lives. Some factories, some gas leaked. Some refinery gas leaked, whatever the case is. Thousands of people lost their lives in one go. The whole area became like a ghost town. And up to now in those places in the world where these things happen, that place is like a ghost town. Nobody goes there. Now a person had to run from, his, from that home of his, but now he has a severe need to go and retrieve some things. There's his important things are at home. So how will he go? Well, very casually, he'll take one face mask and go. One gas mask, oxygen mask. And that might make him look like an alien. But he's not concerned about what he looks like now. He's concerned about protecting his health, safeguarding his life. He will go at top speed, he'll retrieve what he has to retrieve, and he'll run out of there. And he will not spend an extra moment in there. And in all that time, he'll be concerned about his health and life. And I hope I'm still not getting affected. Yes, his oxygen mask is on. But I hope this is still working. I hope it's not something that's going to now malfunction and I'll be in a problem. And after having returned from there, he'll still do something to disinfect himself. So likewise, a person has to venture out of some sheer need into these areas. Then he will go with a lot of concern. He will go with the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. The oxygen for his ruh. Like this person took that oxygen mask for his life, this is the oxygen for his ruh, for his soul. He will venture in such, into such a place only, number one, out of sheer need. And number two, he will go with this concern that how can I protect my soul now? 
and he will go with the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. He will be there for the bare minimum time only. Taking care of his gaze, taking care of his heart. And when he returns also, he'll still disinfect himself with istighfar. That Allah knows best, despite all the efforts, what not I might have slipped into. So he'll still disinfect himself. Now this we are talking about a situation which out of need he had to go. What about a place where he didn't have to go? And a place which is even more intensified in terms of the ghaflat. For example, at this time of the year, the beaches and whatever other areas there might be of this nature, all the so-called entertainment areas, we know what goes on there. We know the kind of ghaflat that is there, the nudity and obscenity that is around. And in the midst of all that, the person goes with his imam and expects that imam to still be in an intact state when he returns from there. A person goes to an environment of ghaflat, whether it is even in the name of Islam, with all kinds of intermingling, there's music, there's other kinds of distractions that take a person away from Allah Ta'ala. A person enters that environment, the last thing comes to his heart is Allah Ta'ala. Is he going to return from there with his iman at the same level? Is that iman so cheap that it doesn't matter, it decreases in there? And many a times a person has gone to such environments, spent his time in such a way, spent a week or whatever and came back from some holiday of that nature and then he wants to know that I was, my salah was all in place, everything, I used to make my salah regularly, suddenly I can't wake up for fajr anymore, I'm neglecting other salah and I used to be making tilawat of the Quran Sharif daily, I can't even open the Quran Sharif at all. My eyes used to be under control, I'm just losing complete control of my gaze. What happened? By what happened? You know what happened. You'll know better what happened. He says, well, I don't know what happened, but I went for this one week and came back and everything. What happened in that one week? Well, I was in certain environments, but this is the ghaflat that hit the heart. And now the heart has been weakened, the ruh has been weakened, so he doesn't have that spiritual strength anymore to wake up for fajr. That ruh has been weakened, it can't, like a person that has become physically weak, he's got all the good intentions. He wants to wake up and go and make his khidmat of his parents. He wants to go and do this and that and the other. He wants to go and open his business. He wants to go to his shop and practice and whatever else. But he's so physically weak, he can't wake up from the bed. But now he's even sorry about it, that he couldn't go and open his shop. But there's no physical strength to do it. Likewise, that soul has been so weakened. And the spirituality and the ruhaniyat has been so drained. That all the good intentions are in place. But a person doesn't have any spiritual energy to do what he wants to do. So the whole crux of it comes down to this aspect of ghaflat. That, that ghaflat attacks the heart. And this weakens the soul. And as a result it saps the spiritual energy. So to save oneself from the ghaflat, one will have to save himself from the environments of ghaflat. The environment is a very, very critical thing. It will make a person, it will break a person. And sometimes Allah forbid, in environments which are intensified with ghaflat, these are environments that draw down the azab of Allah Ta'ala. One is the azab that comes in a very apparent manner. Once on the 24th of December there was a tsunami, not very long ago. That was an azab also. And several hundred thousand people lost their lives. Sometimes the azab comes in a hidden, hidden manner, in a very subtle way. The tsunami 
It's a very severe thing. Allah Ta'ala protects us from all kinds of calamities, and all kinds of difficulties and hardships. But the most severe azab is the one we don't even see it. Comparatively, that's a very small azab. The most severe azab is what hits a person's heart and soul and he doesn't even know what happened. His salah went out of his life, he didn't realize what happened. His gaze started going wild, he doesn't know what happened, where it started off from. And he started becoming very, very unconcerned about people around him, how he's treating people around him, what is akhlaq all about, whether somebody is getting hurt by him or not, that doesn't matter to him. All he's concerned about is how he can enjoy life, fulfill his desires, how he can make merry, how he can entertain himself. Then who's crying, who's dying, that's a secondary issue. Why this has happened? There's an azab on the heart. This is a severe azab. This is a most severe azab that a person's heart gets turned away from Allah Ta'ala and he doesn't even realize it. And where this happens? In environments that are intensified with ghaflat. This is unfortunately what happens in such environments. Time has already passed. There are many, many things in this regard. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we stay in environments, we keep ourselves in situations that keep us conscious of Allah wa ta'ala, the environment of the masjid, talim in the home, places where Allah ta'ala is remembered. We read things that keep us reminding, reminded of Allah wa ta'ala, our daily tasbihat, tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, a'mal that we will have to keep up with to keep us conscious of Allah wa ta'ala in the environments of deen, in the environments of the path of Allah ta'ala, in the environments of the company of the pious, this will keep us going to closer towards Allah Ta'ala in His remembrance and keep us conscious to stay away from those things that create ghaflat. Allah Ta'ala grant us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'awana alhamdulillah.